Welcome to Redbird Buzz. I'm Rachel Kobus from Alumni Engagement. 2001 Illinois State University chemistry graduate Candace Halbert is often the only woman in the room, and even more often the only person of color as a professional in the field of STEM. The Oak Ridge National Laboratory Scientific Associate is changing this though through YoSTEM, her nonprofit organization aiming to empower underserved students nationally by educating them through hands-on STEM experiences and engagement opportunities. Her work both in the lab and in the classroom has been recognized at many levels, including being listed as one of People Magazine's 2023 Women Changing the World, along with her YoSTEM co-founder and fellow chemist, Clarice Phelps. I'm excited to have Oak Ridge National Laboratory's scientific associate and founder of YoSTEM, Candace Helbert. So Candace, what's the word Redbird? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, okay. So I am Candace Halbert. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. I am the oldest of seven trip children. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I uh, work as a scientist at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Also, um, I founded an organization, a nonprofit called Youth Outreach in Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, where I'm able to give back to the community. And I'm also in a PhD program at the University of Tennessee, um, continuing my education in chemistry. Um, and I'm a mom. Um, of course, the best thing of all is I'm a mom. I have a 12-year-old son. Uh, he's a seventh grader. He is, um, of course, the biggest cheerleader, participant, all those good things. And, um, you know, I do this for him in the community. So, yeah. I love it. Good. Well, I have a two and a half year old, so maybe you can give me some mom in advice throughout this whole thing, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each stage is is totally different. And um, you enjoy the ride because it oh, is. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, so the first thing I have to ask is, you know, reading a little bit about you, Candace, is mm -hmm. I think I saw a quote about how at one point you wanted to be a doctor, but then yep. you turned into a chemist. So yep. you, did you, how how did that happen? How did, how did yeah. that happen? So, so um, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a doctor because of course, that's what we see, right? Most children will only dream to be what they see. And so because I like science, that was the natural thing is to say, hey, most people that like science, they are doctors. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and plus I want to make a lot of money. So, <laughs> so, so, um, you know, going through elementary school and high school, that was, that was my dream was to become um, a physician. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, I think, um, either like a radiologist, um, because I had an uncle actually that I went to medical school and that was his career. That is his career. Actually, he is a radiologist oncologist. And, um, and so I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Cause I, I was thinking because I like kids too. Um, I was thinking about being a psychiatrist, but, uh, I, I chose to do that. So, um, I do remember when I was in high school, I had a, a math teacher once, um, asked a question and I answered it. And, uh, he was like, Halbert, you think like an engineer, you should be an engineer. And I was like, uh, you want me to drive trains, Mr. Walters? Like <laughs> that makes no sense. That's what I knew what an engineer yeah, was, yeah. right? Was the train engineer. Yeah. And so um, when I get to Illinois State, I went to, uh, I was a major in biology, biology pre-med initially when I started there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took the first biology class and got a D in it. 
uh, <laughs> biology 196 and it was rough. Yep. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I took uh, the same one 197 and, uh, and I'm not sure if these still the numbers, but anyhow, I took the second one and um, got a little bit better. Got to see. Okay. Okay. next year so that was my freshman year and I'm thinking to myself oh Jesus this is how am I gonna get my GPA back up you know like you had to have like a three five to four point oh to get into medical school when I started looking at the books and I'm like oh man I gotta work my butt off so the next school year I took chemistry um first gen I took gen chem and I had Dr. Zephora and she was phenomenal she is a phenomenal um person and um like I learned so much, like it just clicked, you know, like I'm in the class and I'm reading, I'm like actually enjoying reading my biology book. I mean, sorry, my chemistry book. I'm like, I'm all in. And I still was sticking with bio. I was in genetics at this point, um, which was really fascinating. So I absolutely love genetics. Um, but but at the end of the semester, and I, I had a very hard semester actually, because I was taking uh, pre-calc too. So I, I had a- Oh, uh, so you're that crazy, crazy student that does, yeah. yeah. I had a crazy <laughs> semester. Anyway, so I had this five credit hour chemistry class, four credit hour uh, bio, four credit hour um, math. And I might've had something else that was like physics or something else that was crazy to take. Anyway, um, so- after the semester ended, I end up with an A, a five credit hour A in chemistry. I had a B finally um, in <laughs> genetics. <laughs> and then I had, I think I got like a B or something in, in pre-cal. But because it was so, I was like, whoa. Okay, so I took the next, like the next semester, I didn't take another bio class and mm -hmm. I took chem, gen chem two mm -hmm. and I got another A. And I was like, this mm -hmm. might be my thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like because um you know like this kind of I'm getting these A's and over here I'm kind of struggling and because with chemistry like I didn't have to memorize so much like with biology my memory just was not that good like I can take one equation and change it and flip it and answer like so many different things and like use it so many different ways it was just so much easier for me to process and so talking to Dr. Sapora getting these two A's on her class she was like you should do undergraduate research with me. Come join my lab. And I was like, okay, I mean, why, why not? not, you know? And so uh, I joined her research group over that summer and she kind of just took me in and I didn't know anything about doing in, uh, undergraduate research or anything like that. I enjoyed my labs that were with the class, but, you know, so she taught me a lot. Yeah. Um, and at the time, after that semester, I was like, well, maybe instead of doing biology pre-med, I'll do chemistry pre-med. I'd still do pre-med. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's when I swapped my major and I decided then I was going to do chemistry. So I took that summer, I actually took um, organic because I was behind at that point. I was a year behind in my okay. major and I was yep. on track to graduate in four years. I was yep. going to get up to four. And so I took organic one over the summer, stayed at school, did research with Dr. Sephora, mm -hmm. and then... Um, in the fall, I just kind of tracked through and I stopped with the bio, did the, the physics and everything else. And then I tracked with chemistry. And um, it was a point, so I, I did research with Dr. Sabora the entire time. She helped me a whole lot. She told me all about like grants and things like that that were in the department. She was a very good mentor for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really what absolutely helped was was having that connection yeah. um, and seeing her. And then I remember too, um, even Dr. Hitchcock once um, asked me, he's like, 
are you on some like advanced track? And I was like, why are you asking me that? I was like, no, I just want to graduate in four years. Because <laughs> I was probably just like so intense. Like I was so set on yeah. finishing in four. Yeah. And um, so so I I, I made sure I, I was on it. Like I was taking my classes. I was work. I was doing a little bit of work because plus with a connection with the chemistry department, I was able to work in the um, computer lab oh, um, yeah. that was there. Mm -hmm. um, they also... In a, during my tenure at Illinois State, they offered this program called Expand Your Horizons, where they showed women in STEM helping girls in the community yes. in STEM. So they would have this big workshop on like the weekend um, and they asked like the undergrads and graduate students to help out. So I always helped with that. I brought my sisters because like I said, I'm the oldest of seven. So it's actually six girls and one boy. Oh so I would go home, pick my sisters up, yeah. drive them back down to Illinois State and if we would do this this expansion horizons program and they were you know of various ages younger than me and um they would participate in none of them have, have gone into science but that's okay that's okay that's how you open up eyes start there yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> but but they that you know all the all the women professors uh, participated I was from across different into in on uh, different um, departments yeah. and so like math um my math professors um, bio, chemistry, physics, anybody that was in STEM. Um, and it was all woman led, which was really nice and, and woman participated. And so um, anyhow, so that's kind of what steered me yeah. as I go around into, into um, chemistry was essentially Gen Chem. Yeah. Um, and it just clicking and that was, that was my thing. So I, for a long time, I had like a 4.0 in my chemistry major. I love it. It was just, it was, it was my thing. And, and, and I, and then all my friends knew, they knew when I was going to the lab, I had like a certain pair of pants I would wear to go to the lab. It was like, oh, it's lab day, huh? And I was like, yep, I'll yep. see y'all later. <laughs> they knew if I was, I was, you know, always in the library. Um, they knew that that's where they would find me. If they needed to study too, they'd be like, hey, are you going to the library? You got it. I would go, you know, I, I had fun. I, I enjoyed the, the, the college life yeah. and the nightlife and things like that. But in the morning I was studying before I did any extracurricular activities. So, yeah. 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 Well, you kind of went into, you know, I think it shows and correct me if I'm wrong. ISU helped you with this desire to move into the STEM field and move into chemistry. I mean, just hearing all of this. And it sounds like mentoring is important then too. Like, and you've seen that throughout your career that you found a mentor, you found professors that encouraged you and you're continuing to do that too in your own field. So I guess yes, coming yes, full yes. circle. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love, I want, we love hearing that. And then, so you graduated obviously in your four, in four years. Yes. In yep. four years. Yep. yep sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, now I, I'm going to jump ahead and now you are a scientific associate at the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. So can you talk, because this is me not know I'm not a chemistry major. I am on the communication side. <laughs> so can you talk about how did you find your specific interest in your um, like focus of expertise when it came to, you know, getting into Oak Ridge and being a part of a national laboratory then? Sure. So, so my journey was, uh, I didn't, uh, right after, so after I left Illinois State, what happened is that um, I was going to pursue a PhD. Um, so when I decided not to do um, become a doctor, MD, I wanted to be a PhD. Yeah. So after um, undergrad, I went to Georgia Tech in pursuit of a doctorate. Yep. Um, 
there, that was a whole different story from mm -hmm. Illinois State. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, not as as um, encouraging or um, nurturing, I would say, um, as Illinois State was. And so I ended up leaving with a master's degree mm -hmm. to at the nope. end of the day. Okay. So after that, I went, I was like, I need a job. Um, I don't want to work at like Target or somewhere, you know, random. I want to stay in okay. science. Yeah. So I'm not knocking that. Yeah. But um, so uh, I applied and I ended up getting a, a job at a pharmaceutical company actually initially. So I worked as a quality control chemist at a pharmaceutical company in um, Georgia for a year. Um, it was not, um, it was a very small company. So uh, they couldn't pay, you know, yeah. I felt like I was definitely worth more than what they were paying. Yeah. And so, of course, after a year, I looked for another job, started working in nuclear waste management. Actually, at the time, I was working at the Savannah River site. And then from there, I, I kind of moved around because that work was contract, so we can do it at different Department of Energy sites. So I worked at Nevada Test Site, and then I ended up actually in Oak Ridge um, at a uh, nuclear waste processing facility that was here. Mm -hmm. Um, with that being said, that work was very tedious. I was a quality control chemist with them too. We tested the headspace gas and um, nuclear waste drums. Okay. And so, but it was very tedious. I felt like I really needed a challenge. So it was either get a new job or go back to school. Mm -hmm. And so um, I applied to Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Um, they had a position called scientific associate um, working at the Spallation Neutron Source. At the time, I knew a neutron was part of the nucleus. And that was about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you know, you know, they someone told me about the job and I applied. They they um and, and they saw my they actually they passed along my resume and um the person they were like, oh yeah, I applied to this job, I want to interview you. So I came in, did the interview, and now I became a, a scientific associate on an instrument called a liquids reflectometer. Yes, yeah, so a lot of these big words. So I will explain <laughs> what all of this means because a lot of them I didn't know myself. Right. Um, but any, but anyway, so what we do um, here is it is a user facility. We um, solicit uh, for proposals so that scientists from around the world can come and do experimentation using um, a neutron beam, which um, is is unique. It is only like maybe 12, I think, neutron facilities across the world or wow. maybe maybe a little bit more than that. But um, anyway, um, it's not a lot. I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. Um, uh, in the U.S. is only two user facilities. Uh, well, three if we account. High, well, yeah. So we have three sources, neutron sources okay. in the U.S., um, that scientists can come and apply for bean time. Okay. And so um, anyhow, um, uh, what we do is we look at um, like things on the nanoscale. So uh, on the liquid reflectometer, we uh, look at depth profiles of interfaces. So for instance, um, looking at how maybe paint may coat like um, a metal car. So like, for instance, if you want to see like how rough a surface is um, at that nanoscale, like, you know, if it's bumpy or things like that, people might want to know, well, will this paint actually go into the divots? Will they just lay on top of the, the metal layer? How would that actually interact at this very small um, layer so that that way you can see um, maybe you know about rust or things like that, or if this paint is, is decent enough to actually spray onto a car. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of battery. Um, so that's an example. But yeah, what no, we do is like we it. do a lot of battery studies um, on the 
reflectometer that I use where you look at how a battery may cycle and what happens to an electrode over time. So whether you have this um, layer that builds up on your electrode that will prevent or hinder its performance and its lifetime. So we do things like that, um, particularly what I'm studying with my PhD is I'm yeah. looking at um, thin films and how they change orientation um, to some type of stimuli. And that could be used um, to like an electric stimuli. So we can be used in nano devices for capacitors to make better um, nano devices um, that work in any different types of um, applications that um, we may use. So like things would, that we would know that could actually maybe help humans in the long term that just make like um, heart paces and things like that a lot, a lot more smaller and things like that. So wow. yeah. Oh. Thank you. I like the examples. It's taking science, putting it in practical use, because I don't think we get to talk about that enough. And yes. all the research and whatnot that you do, it really is affecting just a practical world, too. So um, yeah. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. on top of that, I'm going to add and, and lead into our, our next little discussion is that you're doing all this. And, you know, I've been reading, you know, you find yourself to be not only the only woman in the room, but the only, you know, woman of color, the only person of color in the room, too. So um, in the STEM profession is male dominant and white male dominant. So what have you been doing to make that change for the future of STEM? Yeah, so that's um, one of the main reasons why I started Youth Outreach in STEM is so that students, um, we focus on underserved communities. Uh oh, there we go. Oh, you're good, yeah. Um, and so um, what we work with, we work with girls, we work with cultural minorities, LGBTQ+, and low socioeconomic background individuals. And so that way we can increase these numbers so that I am not lonely. <laughs> more and plus on top of that I have to retire one day and I need I don't get it. Yeah. To, you know like take my place right so like that's the thing I was like I need to hire you all so come on let's let's get it um so, so um yeah you know it, it, right as of uh, currently you know I am still advocating I am still um you know like recently I was able to help I met a young lady in the mall actually who um, I was trying to recruit her to be she's a biologist I was trying to recruit her to be a a, a, a volunteer and she's like oh, I'm looking for a job I was like oh well, wait a minute, we hire. So, you know, I, I mentored her and now she works here um, at, at RNL with Love me, um, actually in my same directorate. Mm -hmm. um, and we work close together and I'm still mentoring her now. So yes, um, definitely, you know, pulling people in. If I see opportunities, I share those, but preparing also the next workforce because mm -hmm. just like for me, right? I thought only I can be a doctor. Yeah. Well, had I met women um, you know, that were, or even, you know, people that were electrical engineers or mechanical engineers or chemical, to be honest, had I known about chemical engineering, I probably would have majored in that. Um, you know, um, chemists like me, mm -hmm. right? What does a chemist do? What does that look like? You know, yeah. biologists, um, environmental scientists, all these different types of varieties, ge geologists and things like that, all these different types of STEM professions that students can go in just because they like these types of things, like, you know, they need to know um, what they can actually do. It's so many different things that they can do. And especially helping students in um, the community where I am right now, I'm in East Tennessee. Um, you know, I bring my students out to ORNL and I bring my students out to different places that do STEM across the city because 
tech is in TV. You yeah. know, we take take our kids to the TV stations, you mm -hmm. know, and they can see like, they can be a producer, they can be a camera mm -hmm. person, they can do all these different things. Yep. It's not just the hardcore sciences. It's, it's a lot of different things that tech touches that people don't really think about. And so, you know, seeing, being able to, have this this connection with with us is great then also too they see like hey you look like my mom and you look like my aunt yes. things like that you know like relatable yeah. that way they don't like think like it is only you know a certain group of people they can draw people that look like me or draw people that look like yes. you you know like being scientists or being engineers yeah. and it's not just we, we can break that that psychological mold because our textbooks teach us that it's only white men. Mm -hmm. I know. Yes. We learn about all these theories. They are white men that these theories are all named after. Yeah. Yeah. So, so showing the, like you said, firsthand experience, showing the practical use, getting kids out into the world and just letting them experience it. And you, you doing that over, I think it's been seven years now since Yostem has been founded, right? It's, it's been, so it's been five for Yostem, oh, but I've been doing this for yes. seven years. Okay. Yes. So I, I started initially with GSTEM, but it G wasn't, yes. it was separate. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. That's right. See, I'm getting <laughs> all confused because you do so much because an impact matters showing, you know, our future, this is what you can do matters. So um, what is, what have you seen in the past seven, five to seven years as the biggest change, biggest impact um, that you've witnessed, I guess? So um, the greatest thing is, is when I see my, the students that I started with. So I have some girls that were in GSTEM when I first started with eighth graders and last year they graduated high school. Yeah. And so they were like, Hey, Miss Candace, um, one of the girls I ran to, she's like, Hey, Miss Candace, um, I'm, I'm majoring in mechanical engineering. I'm going to Mississippi state. And I was like, yes, you know, like those success stories. I have another student now who, you know, is a, a freshman this year and she's um, in computer science. Um, so like to see how that pipeline, although, you know, it's, it, you know, the thing is, is that for us, it is still a success when students don't even go right. Go into STEM only because they get, they had a chance to try it. Yeah. They saw that, you know what, this might not necessarily be for me and that's okay because yeah. it's not for everybody, yeah. but yeah. they tried it and they can actually say I did these things mm -hmm. right instead of kind of being uninformed about the STEM because right now society is pushing STEM so much mm -hmm. but they got to realize that it's not for everything so yeah. everybody so you have to also push some of the other things yes um that like economics and you know teaching mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and all of the other the things um the health industry with nursing and even mm -hmm. with management and things like that like Everybody needs to know and understand how a, a lot of these different things work. It's not just, um, of course, uh, just coding, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the engineering and robotics. It is a lot of things, you know, we need marketing. Like mm -hmm. I hired for, for Yostem, I wasn't looking for sciences. And, I'm looking for sciences and engineers to volunteer, but to actually run the organization, I need somebody in communications yeah. uh, <laughs> and yeah. a marketing Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. run the business, you know, and so um, that's the thing I think. Um, but but for me, at least um, at the end of the day, those successes of my students going off and and going into STEM has been amazing uh, to still see them. And and you know, it starts. To, it makes me think too. Some of our students, our first generation college students, how we can continue to still support yeah. them because as a person. You know, I had an uncle that went through 
um, a STEM degree mm -hmm. at the university. It was still something because at, at, at Illinois State, um, I wasn't always like it was another black girl in my class, but it, it still was only two of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so still like offering that support when you look yeah. at even, you know, the STEM field is the way it looks because at yeah. the college level, it looks that yeah. way. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, still, you know, offering a support um, to those students because it can be difficult. It was times where I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, should I be doing this or not? You know, yeah. like. Maybe I should, maybe I should change my major and do something else or, you know, things like that. And, um, and I, and I'm glad, like I said, Dr. Yeah. Sephora helped keep me in that path. Um, so once I was committed, I was committed, but, um, you know, it was still times where, you know, you still kind of question yourself because it can be, it, it literally can be lonely. Like, um, yeah. and people don't understand sometimes the tax yeah. that it, it takes to, um kind of navigate some of these spaces and I yeah. when I came and did a talk at Illinois State um, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago they talked about um, imposter syndrome a lot mm -hmm. and how people suffer from that a lot and mm -hmm. um you know like I tell folks I, it is not one test at this at the university that is for black students mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. all take the same exact exam yeah. and um you know you earn your right way to be there yeah. you've earned it yeah. by passing the classes and doing your exactly. work yep. you've done that yep. work on your own and nobody else and you didn't get anything special you took the act so you earned your right to be at the at the school and in those classes and you yep. passed your classes yep. nobody gave us a special exam yep if they you do earn your where degree. is it I, yep. I like to see it <laughs> nobody is giving it <laughs> But, and you saying that you just, that support system, you've created that too. Cause even, you know, being a scientist at a laboratory, you also, I think go out and recruit, you go to the college fairs, you talk to students, you, you want them to see, I I'm a woman, I'm a woman of color, like you can be me. So mm -hmm. I think that's important too, is in our, in our work, we want to show others. And again, that's that firsthand experience, show others that you can do just what I did too. So it's truly important. Yeah. Yeah, oh. definitely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um, how do you, you know, with YoSTEM and GSTEM and, um, and I should say GSTEM is girls in STEM. I know we just went yes, straight to G, but um, so how do you keep that curriculum fresh? Uh, you know, I, I was maybe looking and I think magnetic slime sounds amazing and <laughs> elephant toothpaste, like all this fun stuff. It, it is even for someone like me, I'm like, oh, Oh, I would, I would do some of this and I'm 30 some years old. So yeah. uh, but how do you keep that going though, as years go on and you want to keep this, uh, you know, a sustainable organization, what do you do? Yeah. So I was just talking to um, my program um, director this morning. So that's one of the things um, that we, we do. We, we take the time to search and find different experiments that um, are offered. Um, and then um, try to right now what we are doing. So with our different programs we want to make sure that it is standardized nice. so for instance our girls in stem that is an after school program um, that we offer for middle school students um only and only girls nice. um so gstem which is girls in stem which is mm -hmm. for girls by girls and so we have a curriculum that will last for three years we get feedback from our students so then that way um they can let us know like what they like what they yeah. didn't like we try to cover a variety of different things um, so that they can get exposed to so many different areas of STEM. Um, 
especially because we do three years because if they start in sixth grade, then they won't have the same exact experiment by the time they get to eighth grade. Yeah, that makes sense. And so then what we'll do then is just repeat. We always recycle that three-year window. So then it doesn't matter if the kids come in and in like seventh grade, they won't redo the yeah. same experiment in eighth grade. And so um, we'll cycle that. So that's kind of how we keep that fresh. Now, mm-hmm. what, what you see online as, uh, with those different activities, that's called STEM Saturdays. And that's for little kids. Okay. So we try oh, that. Great. great. I'm with the little kids then, because I thought that yeah. one. <laughs> So that's with pre-K through uh, fifth grade. Okay. They do um, some experiments to how we would do in G-STEM. So G-STEM is, we would take it up a notch mm-hmm. and make it go more in detail about, like, we do fruit flies with our G-STEM students because that was one of the things I loved in genetics was, like, looking at the mutations mm-hmm. of those fruit flies. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've done that with our G-STEM students. But with, with STEM Saturday, yes, the magnetic slime, teaching them about polymers through slime, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, about um, lots of different, like they, this past weekend, we did um, an egg drop. So they had to create a structure that will um, protect an egg using like common yeah. things. Yeah. And so yeah. that teaches them about engineering. It teaches them about, you know, gravity and mm-hmm. how like the forces and things like that, how fast this thing is going to fall if it's too heavy. Yeah. So aerodynamics, if they make some type of parachute or things like that. Yeah. So Although the kids don't know, like they kind of learning these things, yeah, is right, yeah. And so when we throw out those terms to the students, that kind of gets them to thinking too, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like granted, some of them might not know, but when it comes up later in life, it might ring a bell, you yes. know, that they've done these things. So that's really um, what we like to do to keep it fresh. Is just try new things and get feedback from our students and yeah. from our parents, yeah, um, because you know the end result is for them, but also too. Some of the things they won't be good at, um, and that's okay. Uh, we're going to try it anyway. And some things they're going to absolutely love. Yeah. So the kids, of course, love slime. And I'm like, listen, you can't make slime every week. Yeah. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah, do something. Like that. <laughs> we're, 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 learn- we're, teaching- we're learning about STEM as a whole, not just like one little aspect. So, yeah. But it's good. Like you said, it's good. Just like, again, as we get older too, we like certain things about what we do and we get through other things we may not love as much. And that's, it's great to start, I think at a young age too. So I love that. Um, So, you know, talking about your curriculum and YoSTEM and GSTEM, uh, I'm going to read this because this is the reason I wanted to talk to Candace, everybody is because of their work as a chemist and um, as a nonprofit founder, People Magazine named you and your colleague, Clarice Phelps, one of 2023's Women's Changing the World. So you're listed next to Oscar winner, Michelle Yeoh, Abbott Elementary, AIDS activist, Shirley Ralph, former model, modeling agent, Beth Ann Hardison. What does that feel like when you, when you found out you're a, you're a woman changing the world? Yeah, no, that was like phenomenal. I, it was exciting. <laughs> but the sad part was that like I couldn't like fully get into it this goes to show you my life right so you get this great honor right and then it's like oh this is wonderful and then it's like you come home and your son is like mom what are we gonna eat you know like, <laughs> like people just named me a woman changing the world calm down <laughs> exactly you know so like um it was it, it was it was really exciting I will say that it, and when I saw who we were listed with I'm like oh my like this is this is real you know and but but at the time I was working on my proposal for my PhD candidacy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was like fully in on that 
and I didn't really get a chance to like process it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, until one day I was talking to my sister, and she's like, Candace, this is really big. Like, you're gonna be in people's doctor's offices, they're gonna read about you and doctor. I was like, yeah. you know what? That's right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Man, this feels like really big. And I, you know, like when putting it in that perspective, like I just was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool. And you know, we're happy and honored, but like we didn't get a chance to really celebrate and so so this weekend coming up we're actually having a, a celebration ceremony right. where we are gonna you know excel celebrate the different uh kudos we have gotten clarice phelps is the first uh, african-american woman to be on the element discovery team yes so that's a huge thing yeah. uh, so she's been getting a lot of accolades um recently um and so just to celebrate and, and of course she promotes your stem because yep. uh, she's on our board yep. and so um we are um going to celebrate all right. of that we're going to celebrate our students celebrate having a very successful um year in our programming and so uh i'm excited about that and looking forward to it and um getting a chance to finally to be like all right we did yeah. it you know yes, you should um, so we yeah yeah but but it, it it did take some time to kind of like process it and even my nephew was like he asked my sister um how's it feel to know somebody famous and she was like I don't know you tell me you know somebody famous too <laughs> oh I love it but I'm, I'm glad oh, you could yeah. celebrate it I mean I feel like women especially working mom we just go mm -hmm. go 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 so yes, at the yes. same time we want to teach and give back and make sure but I'm glad you're taking time for yourself too, because you, yes. you truly deserve this. Like being yes, named something you. like changing the world, like the world, not just the, like no. the, the state, not just the nation, like changing yeah. the world. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's true. And that, that is a big thing. I mean, they could have chosen anybody and, and for us to be featured was, was amazing. Like, um, true. You know, when you, when you hear about that, it's just like, but I, it's a big thing, but you, you know, sometimes it's just like, you want to stay humble. So people kind of, yes. you know, yeah. you, you know yeah. that part, but then yeah. it's like, no, you know, I gotta, I gotta mm -hmm. celebrate my yeah. successes too. Yes. And so, yeah. so that's the thing is, is, um, going through that. And, and, um, cause I remember when I was looking for the magazine, I was like, I'm in a magazine. And then I, even when I bought, I was like, this is me, this is me. That was like, Oh, whoa, we might need to get a, 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 a signature autograph. Uh -huh. I, like, uh -huh. you know, I flipped to my page and I knew exactly where it was. <laughs> Oh, good. I bought like good. 11 copies of the magazine. And I would have bought more if I found them. So yeah. Well, if you Google your name, one of people's is one of the first thing that comes up if you need to know too. So <laughs> yes. Good, good, good. yes. So, um, you know, as we wrap up our time, I wanted to say, mm -hmm. you know, along with the recognition you've earned so much more, you know, each article I read about you, it's consistent of this message of breaking stereotypes of the STEM field, leaving your legacy and making sure that there's fun in STEM. Like you want to you know, bring the fun and bring the impact. So what are you going to do to keep the momentum going? Well, um, so I am in a, a PhD program now mm -hmm. in chemistry. Yeah. Um, and so um, ultimately the reason why I'm, I'm getting a PhD is, is so that um, I can then be Dr. Candace, right? Mm -hmm. But also advocate more for students. Um, of students of color, students in STEM, yeah. um, getting through these things, showing them just once again, be leading by example, right? That um, you can absolutely do this. Here I am at 42 years old in a PhD program, right? Um, so it's never too late, yeah. even still for you know people that thought maybe they they 
you know, don't want to go back to school, things like that. And so, um, you know, I, I absolutely see Yostem growing. Um, we've actually had lots of inquiries about bringing it to um, different cities um, across the, the country. Um, we're looking at maybe doing some, expanding our programming to virtual so that that way we can make an impact across the country and across the world yeah. um, more, <laughs> I should say. Um, and, um, and, and, and connecting people with, um, STEM professionals that look like them, right? I mean, that is the 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 beauty and the magic I feel like of Yo STEM is the fact that we have a diverse group of STEM professionals um, that give back to the community, and so that's that's why I always challenge any group of of students that I speak to, whether it's undergrads or graduate students, um, even um, you know that when I give these seminars and things like that, is is to 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 give back just because the world the it, the world we want to see, we have to facilitate, right? Yeah. And so if we want to have more diversity in STEM, then we have to go out and 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 do it, right? Because five years when I before I started Yo STEM, would you have asked me had I would I've ever started a business? The answer would have been no. I never thought that I would um start a business. I never thought that I'd be a chemist. Yeah. Um my path was was I saw myself as a physician. Mm -hmm. Um and so that's the thing is that um, life brings things to you, enjoy the ride, um, accept the challenges. Um, I had a request to start GSTEM. Actually, um, I, I asked, how could I help at a school? They said, hey, why don't you start a girls STEM program? And here I am, right? And so um, that was the thing is ask and somebody's gonna tell you and guess what your path will be, be clear. Since I started that, when I got that asked, I have not had any issues, any boundaries. Um, if all my path was really lined where I could get funding, I can get students, I can get volunteers. We've not had anything. We've doubled our budget within a year yeah. for Yostem. We've hired people. So that's the thing is that, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, and uh, what you put your mind to, you can do. Um, especially if it's um, out of out of from a good place, yeah. you know, um, and, and being genuine about things. Yeah, so great. Well, thank you. That's perfect. Any words, and you know, thank you again, Candice. Hope to see you in many more magazines, changing the world in many more ways. We love that you're a red bird. So thank you so much again. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. was 2001 chemistry graduate and woman changing the world, Candace Halbert. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for more stories from beyond the quad.